Okay. This one is straight up silly <laughs> in hindsight. It's another invisible feature. Um, so the, the validation in LiveWire, as it stands, I'll, I'll describe to you how it behaves right now. Um, if you have a form in LiveWire and you have a bunch of input elements and you wire model those input elements to pieces of data inside your component. So if you have a form with a name and an email, you might have wire model name, wire model email, and then on your class, you would have two public properties, public money sign name, and then email set to whatever the defaults you want them to be. So if you wanted to validate on this, let's say you have a button called submit, you'd listen for the submit method on a form or listen for a click method or whatever and fire uh, a method inside your LiveWire component or an action called submit. Then inside of there, you want to do some validation. So the first thing I had, this was the first, uh, sorry, I'm describing it as it is now. Here's how it is now. You would do this arrow validate, and this behaves exactly like request arrow validate now. You pass in your validation rules and the keys. So you'd say name, uh, name is the key, and then the value is, let's say, required pipe min six or something. It will reference the value of the piece of data called name inside the component just as if it was like a request in Laravel, like you have data in a request and then you do request arrow validate, you pass in the rules and extra messaging and whatever, and then it fires a validation exception, right? So this works the same exact way. Um, it works intuitively. You look at it and you go, oh, that makes perfect sense. This is really easy. I get how to use it because I'm already using it this way. It wasn't always like that. My first iteration of validation in LiveWire. At first I thought, Okay, people are going to want to people are going to want to have multiple validation sets. I was sort of picturing it like you would declare the validation on the component. So at first, I think I had a, a property called validates, which first I stressed out about that name was like protected validates. Is it validates or validator or rules? I didn't really know. Actually, in hindsight, rules is probably the best name, but at the time it was validates. So protected validates equals and then you have an array that you declare of all the validation rules right on the class. And then, you know, just kind of how I described. But it would be an array of arrays because I thought, well, you wouldn't want just one for a component. Let's say you had multiple sets of data that you wanted to validate inside that component. You need to have multiple. So I started going down this whole rabbit hole of this concept of forms. Like Livewire had the concept of forms at one point where like, and I, I forgot even how you would denote them in in the template like wire colon form and then the name and it would keep track of all that data and it would reference the specific that anyway it was a mess and it was super complicated so i went no instead of having instead of uh having multiple we're just going to stick with one because this is way easier so you just have this protected validates and then all the validation rules declared as a class property and then you have a this arrow validate inside of a method that calls on that protected property does the validation and does what it needs to do. The problem with this, one of the problems with this, like a practical problem outside of it just feeling weird is that, so I guess, okay, here's the two problems. The first problem, like I mentioned, is it's restricted to one set of data. When you're running this arrow validate, you're running the validation for the entire component. That's problem number one. Problem number two is if you want dynamic validation or anything like that, you're declaring it inside of a class property. So you can't do any, uh, you know, you can't like call a method or anything, you know, you just have to use the string validation syntax. 
So those are the two small hangups. It just didn't feel perfectly natural. And again, this is one that through the process of user testing, it just kind of got honed. And I think, I think Lucas Mitchett. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, yeah, I don't actually know. Yeah. So when, when I did a user test with Lucas Mitchett, another core Laravel contributor, number like two or three or something, he, uh, he was super kind to do this and he was ridiculously helpful, actually like changed the course of Livewire by just, you know, a handful of things he said. Um, but he, so I, I have notes here, like, uh, this validates type. So clearly I can see that, the, that it's this arrow validates at the time. And then I have all these notes for how to make the validation nicer. So I don't know if it was his user test or one after where I just realized that make the freaking validator function work the way request validate works, pass in, do this arrow validate, and then pass in the rules as you need them and reference the data directly. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds, this is kind of a silly one. And I, as I'm saying it, it's silly, but it took a long time for me to arrive at that. And I guess it's just a story of a feature just not feeling great. It just felt tacked on. It didn't feel natural. It felt like I had created something that you had to learn how it works. But when I arrived at the perfect solution, which is this arrow validates and then passing the rules, it makes sense to people. They immediately get it. It clicks. You can use anything you would normally use with request arrow validate because I just forward to the validation stuff anyway. You can pass in the same exact parameters. You can pass in validation messaging rules, whatever. It makes sense. Um, I guess in theory, the perfect solution is to do, or I guess the most invisible solution is to do request arrow validate. But then I would have to hijack the request. It would be nasty. Users would be like, well, am I?" they would get confused about what a request is. So money sign this arrow validate, I think, is the perfect solution. It's invisible. You don't even notice. You don't even notice it. It just makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And I don't remember the evolution of this, but this was another one that when you call that, um, it it if, throw, if you, you know, hit a validation issue, it will throw the validation exception that a normal request validator does. And it will provide the money sign errors object, the errors bag to the view that gets rendered. Um, so that was just a, like a tiny bit of hackery to do that. Like the implementation wasn't the hard part. It was coming up with the idea. Um, and once I did, it just felt supernatural. So validation just it feels so native in Livewire. And that that's a huge goal for me with Livewire. And that is just the, the process of user testing and time is just making it feel like Laravel, making it feel like a first-class citizen. And basically any feature, I try to see if there's Laravel conventions or functionality or something that I can pull on so that I get that familiarity and I'm not teaching you a new syntax that you just either know it from Vue.js or from Laravel. And that's sort of a big overarching goal with Livewire is to just feel natural if you're a Vue slash Laravel developer. One of the, while I'm sort of down this hole, one of the issues that you come across with that is pulling from conventions, you get the benefit of the assumptions of the user. So the user gets the benefit of familiarity. They're familiar with how it works right away off the bat, which is great, and that's awesome. But they also have assumptions, and if those assumptions are incorrect, you can cause confusion for them. So it's this really tough balance where like the this arrow validate that. So a good example would be if I did request arrow validate, they it would feel natural to them because that's what they're used to using. But they might have questions like, well, is this data from the request? Is all the data just request data from each live wire request? Where does it come from? 
what it, you know, the, is request hijacked? Can I not use request? Can I use request other places? Can I use form requests? You know, it, it like leads them down these trails of thoughts that are incorrect. So it's kind of this really tight balance of, of balancing, uh, yeah, that tension between like leveraging familiarity with conventions and not um, confusing your users or misrepresenting the underlying technology. And it's a tightrope I continue to walk. Uh, recently having conversations with Sebastian Dedine about maybe adding some sort of props type syntax like Vue has for Livewire, but it would work subtly different in certain ways that it's just one of those concerns I have. It's one of the first, it's like, I really want to add this. I want it to feel natural like that, but I don't want to confuse the hell out of people. And and they, you know, they're using this and they think, well, if I change a prop going into it, then the child should update, right? Like stuff like that. So um, Livewire is a joy to work on. And this was one that I'm really happy with the outcome. It feels like a supernatural solution. Whoa, I saved you an entire minute. We're a minute early. I'll sign off now. You can go uh, eat snacks with the time left um, before, before whatever you're doing comes up. Okay, thanks. Bye.